It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Pacers, your daily Indiana Pacers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to an emergency edition of the Locked On Pacers podcast. My name is Adam Friedman, as always, the most wonderful podcast. And because we don't have any time for introductions, join me on the other line and talk about TJ Warren's indefinite continued injury to Tony East from Forbes.com. The West Side Indianapolis News, Tony, first thoughts on the news. Yeah, I was, I mean, it's obviously surprising to hear injury news September 7th, uh, which is which is just terrible timing for the Pacers. But yeah, for those who have not seen it yet, uh, this was about 12 hours ago, we learned about this now. Uh, the Pacers announced TJ Warren's stress fracture in his foot. It's healing, it's getting better still, um, and he's still rehabbing, but not a quote, not at the pace previously anticipated, and they add that he remains out indefinitely and further updates will be provided as warranted. So... This doesn't say this, but this sounds like a setback to me, uh, just given the phrasing of this and this coming out, you know, training camps in three weeks, like him being out indefinitely. They wouldn't say that, if you know, if he was going to be healthy for training camp. Right. So definitely bad uh, for the Pacers who, you know, maybe they weren't relying on him, but and we saw the impact Ooh. not having him and a wing defender had last season. So my initial thought was, you know, will this team ever be healthy? And then my second thought was, you know, wow, the, some new guys are going to have to step up right away and we might have to test. Uh, some of the rotation stuff we already talked about this week because they're going to have to be pivoting on the fly pretty quickly. So the entire premise for this upcoming season, the reason to bring it back per se, was that Warren was going to be healthy and that would change things, right? That was uh, like, what it yeah. seemed like was kind of the like excuse at the end of the season. I mean, made sense. I, I agreed with that. I mean, Pritchard kind of said that without Warren all year, that was a big deal. Definitely was. But if he's going to be out for an extended period of time, I wonder if that really changes the calculus this season about what the goal is. And obviously that would anyways, but like, do we see the center pairing get a deeper or harder look at? Cause like, what is the point of running it back next year? If Warren is not going to play in a lot of games now back by the playoffs, make a case, I guess for that, but like, then what's the point of that, right? You're not seeing what the best lineup is not going to matter ultimately then. So I, I do wonder if that's that calculus, but this is big. I mean, if he doesn't huge, and definitely a scary thing that like we don't have a timeline. Like, like, let's say like he had surgery last March, right? Right before the All Star game of last year. That's not right. Uh, yeah, I think it was after the the All Star break, wasn't it? Am I crazy? Yeah. So I mean, we all thought. I guess we right. It was it, like the day of the trade deadline. We learned about it. Didn't right, oh no, it was actual his surgery was in January, but we learned he's out for the season. And oh, okay. March. All right, that, that's that what it was. A little bit because like, I I thought it was like kind of a. I guess it'll end up being about a, at least an eight month injury. I mean, if it was he. If he had surgery in January, it's a year long. That at least puts it back somewhere in the season, right? I was thinking he right. had surgery. Oh, yeah. I think April, that I, changes everything. 
I'm very confident the team expects him to play this season. Yeah, I guess the very confident. Is- like not I that that's the thing we don't know about this. Like if he's like he could only miss like 15 games from this. Not I don't a big think of a deal then. Yes, not really. Well, that well, look, this is the small ripple effect I wanted to get into. Remember how hard their start of their season schedule is, right? So him missing the start of the season is still extremely problematic, even if he's not going to be out for that long. And I, I have no idea how long he's going to be out for, right? I mean, but I'm imagining he's going to miss time in the regular season. This isn't just like a training camp preseason thing because of the timing they announced it. Um, but yeah, you know, he who, who knows how, you know, this is a long injury, right? That There's been tons of reporting and doctors speaking on this that like the area of his foot that needed surgery, it's really hard to get blood flow there. I think you've even brought that up on this pod before, right? So it takes a really long time. But that said, we'd seen this offseason, right? He tweeted stuff like, I played basketball today. I had fun, right? Like he was he was working out and Scott Agnes chatting with Chad Buchanan in Vegas. We learned that he was doing some one-on-one stuff. Uh, he was with the team for those workouts in California, right? So it seems like he was trending towards being ready for some activity when the season started. So hearing this makes me think there's a back, setback of some kind. And then, but who knows how much that is, right? Like if it's not that much, the fact that he was already able to do some things is encouraging, but it seems like it's, big enough that they felt like they needed to announce something or put out a statement. So it's hard for me to blend that he was progressing and then they had to put this out on how long that means he'll be out for. I'd be totally guessing, but um, you know, it makes sense for him. He's heading into a contract season. uh, So he needs to be as healthy as possible when he's playing to, to prove how good he can be. And it's probably rules out any extension for him coming this season at all. I mean, why would either party agree to that at this point? So Makes sense for him to attack his rehab in, in the slowest and best way possible for his health. And who knows how long that'll take. I'm sure we'll be able to get updates at some point during the season. But the timeline is super frustrating for the Pacers, who, like you said, like, you know, we heard from Pritchard talking about how much they missed him on defense. Now they might not have that uh, for, for some time this season. Yeah. And I, the, the biggest thing with him being out, if it's for, let's say, 15, 20, 30 games, is can they, can they like, keep up enough from completely falling like from the team collapsing right like do you think they could win we i think what do we have them at like 500 probably through the first 30 games a little under yep will they at least do that right without him Um, right and then hope that when he comes back he can build his way back to being healthy i mean the the question is too if he if it comes back so late in the season to like february march can he really get back to like near peak form by the playoffs maybe maybe but like it's hard i mean it probably would take him a few more months even so I think that right, the hope was that he get a full off season, which is what you need is a full off season of training that would get him kind of at least like the base set. And then he could build him, you know, his gameplay back into the first 30 games and be fine by, by mid season. But that's just like setting it back more. And so it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a kind of a, we've been saying off season, well, as long as things stay healthy, they should be okay. And the season didn't even start and they've already, already <laughs> down, down their pride second, most important player. Yeah. So, 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 so Pacers, right. So Pacers that this happens right before, the season starts that we still are already getting our the, the, the injury news that that plagued last season so much. Uh, you know, Warren's feet have been a problem for him his whole career, so you got to hope he bounces back. But certainly something to worry about. He tweeted at right after the news release, and I love that he did this. He tweeted, "Pacers fans just wanted you to hear this straight from me. I'm making sure I do this rehab process right so I can get back on the court as soon as I can and be the best that I can." So one. Love player transparency, obviously, as both a reporter and someone who talks about the team every day. But two, 
the as soon as I can was interesting to me because if it sounds like a setback, it still seems like he wants to play soon. So again, I don't know how long he'll be out this season, but like, like if you just go on the timeline that it's a year long foot thing, which is not unreasonable for foot things. Yeah. That then, you know, December, end of December. Great. Then he misses the first 25 games, let's say. So that, that, that seems like a somewhat reasonable guess right now. That's a complete guess. That's not crippling. It's just, it's certainly not great, but it doesn't. Certainly not great. Certainly not great. I mean, the team team could survive that. And then you maybe a rookie steps up and has into our tail a little bit. So. Maybe. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll get to um, the ripple effects for the rest of the roster in a second. But yeah, just, just the first takeaways as we've kind of blown through them all here is just what a blow for the Pacers. You know, he was been injury prone before, but that first season he was so healthy for the team that, you know, the expectation was kind of set a little high, but to only have him for four games. I mean, they've seen him for basically nothing since, since March of 2020, he's played like 13 games for the Pacers. I mean, he's just been incredibly hobbled and COVID hit at a bad time. So Seeing how long it takes him to ramp up will be a crucial thing for the season too, but certainly a huge blow for the start of the Pacers season. Yeah, and and we might look back in three years, he might have only played what he played seventy three that first year. I think he played or, less than that. Oh, well, you're counting the playoffs too. Oh, I guess my kind of but how did he end up playing most of that season? No, I thought he played almost every game in 2019-20. I don't have. Yeah, he didn't miss many. He did not miss right. Many. So he'll he end up six. maybe, but like he could end up over two years playing somewhere. Let's say he plays forty this year. Full, including you know, the playoffs right now he's at 75 total games with the Pacers right and so he can end up playing just 115 over three years that's not that many that's really no it is not that's a it's a pretty low number so that would be I mean it, it kind of adds to like what seemed like a really like no-brainer awesome trade now is sort of obviously three years removed from it almost or two yeah three years removed or any of the season from it might not look as good but um no we just hope he gets back right I mean ultimately that's of course kind of, that's the biggest thing to take away um you want to move on and talk about some of the like implications on the roster yep all right, let's do that. Let's do one quick break, and we'll talk about that. But first, today's Locked On Pacers podcast is brought to you by Sweat Block. There are a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about, and one of them is excessive sweating. You know, when you're sweating through your shirt for no reason, it's kind of embarrassing. This isn't life or death, and there are much worse problems in the world. But let's be honest, in the moment, it feels like a big deal. No likes to pet out during an important speech, interview, or God forbid, a first date. You'd rather not worry about it, and that's why you should use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than the most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at, at night, go to bed, wake up the next morning, wash, and go about your day without worrying about sweat, guaranteed. This might sound too good to be true, but use Sweatblock once or twice a week, and it keeps you dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking your shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. And if you know someone's done with this, or you just want to try Sweatblock for yourself, you can get it. At sweatblock.com, a 20% off of the promo code locked on L O C K E D O N, or you can see it at Amazon or CVS. And we are also brought to you by Stat Hero. Did you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is that really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Luckily, there's Stats Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you the lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all, you have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else will do that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it's meant to be, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to ZahirCom slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. You're gonna they're giving Stat Hero a 300 percent match. 
for you. It's unheard of. Go to Sider.com slash LockedOn, Sider.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So the obvious, I think actually the, the, the most obvious beneficiary of the war injury has got to be maybe Karis LeVert in terms of just shots. Uh, well, first, Adam, we didn't even get to say this at the beginning. The mailbag we are doing this week, we will do the other two episodes Thursday, Friday this week. And I say that because we were asked by Alex Golden for Monday's version of the mailbag, if they trade two starters for Ben Simmons, who's the beneficiary from the bench? And now that question matters, not because they're trading for Ben Simmons, but because they lose the starter, right? So who's going to be the guy from the bench? Uh, but among the starters, I agree Levert is a big beneficiary because we talked about uh, on Monday as well, like the end of shot clock stuff. Warren was, was likely or at least somewhat likely to be a guy they went to often in those situations where they needed a bucket when they needed and an they, isolation. And Some, they similar styles, right? So that correct. the fact that like they're both kind of need the ball to score points. and Self-creators. Yeah. yeah. So, there's so Levert, Levert, I agree. Huge, obvious beneficiary within the starting five, right? He'll have more self-creation responsibilities late in the shot clock. He'll be going around a few more screens, right? Remember how the Pacers were playing, not the last full month of the season, but close to it last year when everybody was hurt except for Levert and Sabonis. And Levert ended up, I think, scoring 26 points per game in their last 10 games. I'm not sure he'll quite get up to that volume, but he'll be pretty high up there and probably capable of getting up to 23, 24-ish in the scoring department because I agree with you, he will be probably the guy who gets more on ball, handle the ball, dribble, set up stuff touches in games yeah i think we gotta hope he doesn't have 26 points that's pr- unless it's like a super efficient 26 if levert's taking 20 shots that's probably you're probably right. not in a good spot as a team right you just yeah well but but they didn't have turner and they didn't no, have no, no. And at that point it made sense last. but i'm saying there me that means that's probably happening just like that many shots right right, right. Just, yeah so, a lot of you, uh, so, so the, the, the tiny little you know if you want to be the silver lining guy who's like this is great this probably does two things. One, this makes it very easy to give your rookie Chris Duarte a role at the beginning oh, yeah. of the season, which oh. is a nice thing for the Pacers who have not always had the easiest time giving young guys minutes. And, and Carlisle not always the, hasn't always been, you know, prioritizing that, uh, at least in his recent seasons with Dallas. Now it's very easy. There's a bunch of extra minutes on the wing. Chris Duarte should be in the rotation no matter what. You know, Jay Michael and the star was reporting that they wanted to give him a bigger role pretty quickly in his career, right? Now it's very easy to do that. He could get up to 20 minutes a game right away, very easily. You don't have to sacrifice that much. That's the first obvious silver lining to me. That's a big one, right? They, I don't think they should do this. We'll get to who they should start in his place in a second. But it's like, it's not ridiculous to me. They'd just be like, you know what, screw it. We'll start him right away, right? Maybe that that's extreme because he's never played in the NBA. But, you know, why not? See what you have. Throw him to the wall. See if he fits in with that group. Yeah, I, I actually think that's probably the logical move because I think we've seen that with Holiday in the lineup. Unless you want to start Tory Craig, which I don't think you still do. know. I start, think it should be Justin Holiday. Unless are you still think it? I I just think we've seen Holiday yep. starting lineup, and I he just I, I think you might still close with him, but I think you might just give. Yeah, I guess minutes, right. I mean, that's so, so big, to me, the biggest reason is I'd like to see Duarte get significant, not significant, but like decent amount of touches with the ball in his hands. I think he can get that a lot more if he plays most of his minutes with the bench. But Justin Holiday, you know, you just want him to catch and shoot and play defense. And with the starters as the fifth guy, that's the perfect spot for that. Yeah, I guess the thing too is Duarte's such a good three-point shooter, at least he should translate that well, that it might just be good to have the starters can kind of stretch the floor at least. And that's possible. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, maybe it's not right away. Maybe it's whatever. We did we did this with Mitchell, right? 13 games in, 20 games in, whatever. And then more Warren might be back by then, and it doesn't matter. But, you know, maybe they try to get him some starts early, get him playing with the best players, see how he can fit with really good yeah. units. Not a ridiculous silver line to me. I have another one I want to bring up, if you don't mind. Yeah. Sure, go. Go ahead. It's now, I'll, you know, we, we, we also heard from Jay Michaels reporting in the star before he 
before he left us for the Orlando Sentinel that they were going to try to get Jeremy Lamins early in the season, right? To try to rehab his value, to make trading him less difficult, to make it maybe not a salary dump situation and more of an asset gain situation in a trade where they trade him to cut salary. Now it's easier to give him minutes as well. You know, you still might be stiffing someone by doing that, that, that is maybe a little more deserving, but it won't be as painful to give Jeremy Lamb that time to rehab his value a little bit. So again, it obviously would rather be playing Warren, getting him back up to speed after he missed so much of last season. But on the small silver lining front, it allows them to accomplish some other goals in terms of youth development and getting back, potentially getting yeah, back some value. I guess from I'm surprised that you aren't pushing more for Sumner to get those minutes. I mean, oh, they- I, I think Sumner should get those minutes. I'm just going off of what the reporting says might happen, like is more realistic yeah, to happen. I- yeah. So, like, to me, Carlisle doesn't seem like the kind of guy to care about that, right? I agree, but but, but the reporting is what the reporting is, right? Yeah, I mean, the front office might care that. I just think, like, if Summer helps you win games, he might just let go. Sure, sure. sure. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, this this actually, I think, might create more of an issue because before you really didn't have a spot for Sumner or Lamb, now it's like you got to actually pick one, and I think there could be some tendency because I think Sumner is a better player, clearly. I mean, unless Lamb somehow is, like, recovers defense and can still shoot three points the way last year, then also he might be the starter in this spot. Um, I think Tory yeah. Craig's basically guaranteed a role as well now, right? Maybe yeah. just a small one, but I mean, they need I mean, defense on the wing and he's now him and O'Shea have a lot of work to do for that. Yeah. Do you think Laverne's up playing the three now most of the time? Uh, maybe a little bit, but not, not most of the time. Definitely not most of the time. Well, right. So I mean, even if Duarte or Justin holiday starts, they'd be the three in air quotes in my head. Oh, you think so? I guess I thought. The yeah, they'd be guarding too. the three, right? I would expect them to be guarding the yeah. three. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I feel like offensively, Duarte would be the two in some ways. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't really think offensive positions. Exist yeah, it doesn't really matter. matter. I don't know. I Categorizing, yeah, they're wings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, Brogdon might be guarding the, the small forward. To be honest, depending on what the situation is. Yeah, that's possible as well. That's possible. Right? Like, could they? Could we see a lineup where they play a lot of like McConnell? They have so Scott. many guys who can handle the ball and be off ball this year that it's like position is just like whatever you know the they're a ball handler they're a wing whatever they're on the game yeah do we start is like is the most played lineup maybe not gonna be like mcconnell brogdon levert in the two centers so could you see that's that? possible or, as well that i'm not yeah. shooting in it i guess you know, we went through the starters with simmons and it's not simmons now it's they're just removing warren but like mcconnell could be the starter too right why not i mean well, well i don't think mcconnell will start but i think it could easily see him close games Sure. I agree with that. Kind of, agree. you know i think that's I, I honestly think that what you said originally probably makes the most sense just because it seems like that way you can keep your bench unit kind of where it should be. And then you can see how your rookie does with, with the best players. Cause that's right. the benefit. Right. And then, you know, worst case you send back to the bench. If one comes back in 20 games, I think the, the big key here is, is getting some kind of timeline for one. Right. Cause right now it's really hard to tell. Yeah, what if it's, a, if, if you know, if it's a shorter timeline, like if he's only going to miss five games, 10 games, oh, then, then I think it's extremely likely that it's Justin holiday. And if I it's a little it's, longer, I think Duarte has got a bigger so chance. To get if it's back. five games, do we just see Lamb get a ton of minutes because they just want to get him out there while they can? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Right? Like, oh, like uh, that's what I want. Like, could you justify for five games not starting Duarte because the first five games a rookie doesn't need it? Doesn't need, you know, like you don't always play rookie to start the year and, and anyways. And you just throw Lamb out there, see what he does, and then use that to trade him. I mean, I like I think that like I guess the key thing here is like how many games he's gonna miss. Luckily, we're only yeah. September 7th. We're still what 43, 44 days away from the first of season game. So there's still plenty of time but uh i think i think this the the big thing is like once we know it's 5 10 15 20 you know so on amount of games that will kind of let the pieces fall in place 
Correct. And remember, we both, I mean, this may have been aggressive coming off an injury, but we both gave him like 28 to 30 minutes in our rotation previews. Like, that's a lot to spread, right? So a lot of guys in theory could be beneficiaries here, and we've kind of run through all of them. But, you know, we were talking about the log jam. It doesn't completely clear it up, but this does give them some of the ways to accomplish some of their other goals. That said, of course, the expense is, is way worse than the benefits here. But do you, do you think the silver linings are, are numerous. I think this gives Turner more minutes at the power forward spot too, because I thought Warren was going to play a little bit of four. I, I originally, but yeah, thought. potentially, potentially. Right, like I think there's like some weird. Correct, we don't, they don't. Well, I guess it could help us shade then a little bit too. Yep. Yeah. Anybody who could, was going to play two through four, I think, could get a little benefit. I don't, and it it's hard to guess because we don't know how Carlisle ranks these guys at this point. But yeah, yeah, but it'll, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think it's a best, it's a sucky situation, but. Sometimes you got to make the, the best of it. And at least it's not this, hopefully it's not this like year long question. They've had you know, now what going on three years, year long questions about their, one of their better players, you know, injury wise, one of their critical pieces with Oladipo for like two straight years and now Warren. So hopefully it's not something that kind of lingers all year long. You just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seeing how Warren and Levert fit or Warren and whoever fit has been a question for forever. And we might not get the answers for even longer now. Yeah, I mean, I think in any in a normal season, we'd expect him to miss. I mean, on the conserve, I mean, the kind of higher end, probably 15 to 20 games. So, misses 10 to start and misses 10 more games. That's not like out of the ordinary for a player playing just to miss that many games. Like, it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't have been like, oh, shocked he only played 60 games this whole full season, right? Like, that's kind of what his career has been, except for that one, that last, that first year in, in, in Indiana. Yeah. I brought up extensions earlier. This is the last thing I want to do. If he's going to be out for a long time this season, like, let's say 40 games or something. It wouldn't shock me because they can extend to midseason if they do a one-year extension or yeah, something yeah. like that. One so year. he can come back on a deal that like because next year, right? He could have been one of the best free agents on the market, but if he's hurt all year, he definitely won't be. And there's not a lot of cap space next year. If he gets a one-year max extension at like I think that'd be about 15 million. I'm doing math in my head. Yeah, um, roughly. Yeah, one year for 15 million extra. Like that could be a good way for him to still make solid money, get back on the market as a as a 30-year-old and, and rehab some of that value post-injury. Um, so if it's a short injury stint, I don't think the Pacers or him yeah. would offer it or take it. And if it's super long, like 60 to 80 games, same thing. I don't think either would take it. If it's like right in the middle, maybe this increases the chances of a one year. But that, yeah. if that's plays, just such a small thing that I don't even think. If he plays 55 games in a full playoff series and then he plays like 40 the last 45 games, he's still in for a big contract. As long as oh, he's getting, he's getting paid. As long yep. as his stats are where they were. I mean, obviously, because that stats are yep. not even there, of course, he won't get paid. But yeah, he doesn't need to play and that many games to get a nice counter next year, I don't think. Agreed. So, all right, let's do this. Let's take uh, one more break, and let's talk about the Pacers' most recent signing to their training camp roster. But first, today's Locked on Pacers podcast is also brought to you by Rock Auto. The ever-increasing numbers of makes and models is now impossible for a local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Winder often the point of seeing the intimidating questioning while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer, you have a mobile phone, and with it, you have access to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket. You can save time and money with Rock Auto. Why spend up to 30%, bid even 100% more from this, for the same part from a chain store or car dealership? Rockauto.com is made for the do-it-yourselfers. They have things like, for example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. It's $216 at rockauto.com. The prices are always reliably low, and the same for every customer. You get everything you need there for all the kind of parts for your car, everything from tail lamps to brake parts, mono, even new carpet. Go and explore with it today and find solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car truck, right? Locked on 
the How to Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Main selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, so to finish out the podcast, we're going to talk about the Pacers' most recent Exhibit 10 signing, which means it's to the training camp roster, and that's, uh, is it former Dallas Maverick Nate Hinton? It is former Dallas Mavericks guard Nate Hinton. Yep. Many ripple effects here. So let's just we, we get we we don't want to fly through the bullet points. They're not meaningless. But Nate Hinton, two-way contract guy for the Mavs last year. I think he played 21 games for them. So some NBA experience so, coming. So real real fast. Do you get to be called former player if you're on a two-way deal? I guess. I mean, you, you do, I guess. Yeah, he played like, in the NBA. Played in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, I, I guess I guess. To me, it's like there's like there is a difference between former like two way Mav versus former Mav, right? There's they actually re-signed him to a two way and then waived him like like a week ago to sign a different guy to a two way. He played summer league with them this year. So first of all, the obvious thing that jumps out to me is he played for Carlisle last year, right? So I'm sure that connection had some sort of factor in him coming here because there's an article on Mavs.com about you know Carlisle talking about him. Carlisle called Hinton aggressive and said definitely he's a physical. Tough defender that has good anticipation. I love to see a young player get in there and get a buck. In his case, he got two. That really helps you get into the flow. That was after his debut in Milwaukee. So propping up his defense, that's something he was known for in college at the University of Houston, where he was teammates with current Pacers 2A guard DeJean Drew. Love good connections there. So, yes, the connection to Carlisle is interesting. The connection to Drew, certainly interesting. But, yeah, very defensive, very good defensive guard, raw offensively. Um, but now he's on the Pacers. And I, I always think it's interesting when those connections to coaches pop up uh, for young guys because that means they made some sort of impression. And that is our last, right, last available spot on the training game roster, right? So goodbye, Cash Stanley, officially. Yes, Andrew yes. Tomorrow. That is the last, that is the 20th guy, right? They have their 15 on the roster. Uh, so the three new guys, Isaiah Jackson, uh, Chris Duarte, and Tori Craig are in for Jakar, Sampson, Doug McDermott, and Aaron Holiday. Then their two-way guys, Dwayne Washington, and uh, Dejon Giroux are in. And then there are three exhibit 10 guys in camp are now Nate Hinton along with Terry Taylor and Kiefer Sykes, which means that's 20. That is your maximum size for camp. We kind of knew Jakar Sampson was gone anyway, but that basically nail in his coffin. And then Cassius, who apparently there was an open invite for her, for him to come to camp this year. Yeah, that, that, that's it. I mean, his Pacers tenure is over. He had that qualifying offer out there, didn't end up getting it. It got pulled by the Pacers and now he'll have to search for a job somewhere else. He's, he's no longer with the team. That's very interesting to me um that 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 ended up that way but you know he didn't really prove enough to show that he belongs in the nba so it's not yeah. surprising i just i figured they, they talked him up a lot last year they might try to bring him back but yeah that, that, that's it no more cassius next year no amita brima um yeah their two-way guys are both gone and 
Now Hinton's in. I, I like I like that that kind of swing for your last roster spot. And they love guards for those two ways in those competing roster spots. Yeah. So that that let's go to some some scenarios here. Do you think he has a shot at a two way contract? Right. Because they can waive any of their two way guys and put him in there. If yeah, or they could convert those two way guys to exhibit tens or anything like that. Yeah, it's possible, right? They they've talked about having an open competition for the last spot, and I think that. That the la- the open competition now is really interesting. We'll talk about this when training camp opens up in three weeks. But like Keelan Martin has a non guaranteed deal. We talked about his contract getting pushed well, back. You're, right? you're, you're you're getting ahead. I was going to go to the roster spot next. Oh well, yes. I mean, any of these guys could get converted to a two way because they've been wanting that third point guard, right? So Sykes uh, could compete for that two way. Yeah, but does he have? Is he the in, like? If we had a pick of the three guys, he's probably the the. The more likely of them because he has the most NBA experience and he comes from a that's possible from Carlisle, right? I mean, that's what it feels like, right? Sykes feels like kind of a shot in the dark. Like, let's just see uh who's the other guy they signed. The a ten. Terry Taylor, I think Terry. he's probably a G League guy, but you never. Yeah, know. that's what's but like Hinn has had some two experience, has some NBA experience. To me, seems like more of a could he get one of those two way spots if one of the guards, Washington or, or Jerus, don't show up very well in training camp, or could he get the last roster spot? They just want a competition for that spot, right? I mean, Keelan and and I just said Terry Taylor's there too, but it's basically like the Pacers have or the reports about the Pacers have said that they might want their last contract to be or they want that last guy to be a point guard or at least have one on a two way. And maybe Giroud can be that guy, but you know, it seems like it gives an edge to to guys like Kiefer Sykes or even Hinton, who's more of a two guard for sure. Um, in camp, but you know, Keelan Martin's like the only wing, everyone else competing for those slots between Kiefer Sykes and DeJondre and Hinton are guards, right? So, if they really prioritize a guard, that's not great for Keelan. If not, he's got a good shot because he's the only real wing in that group. Um, but yeah, Hinton and, and Giroux and Sykes can maybe compete for that two way slot, which could be you know the, the you, necessary emergency depth for the Pacers. So, do you think he's Hinton's competing more for a two way or more for the last roster spot? I have no idea. You know, I, I really don't know. Okay, no, I just I, if anybody was to know about the back of the roster stuff, it would be you. <laughs> so if you don't yeah, it know, depends, it depends knows. basically to me, if they want that point guard to be with the team every day, or if they just want it to be an emergency guy, they can call up from the mad ants. Right. We, that, think, we think Washington quite isn't a point guard, right? He's more of a, no, he's guard. definitely not a point guard. Yeah. Even though he's a point guard side. I don't even really think Hinton is either for being honest. So. Okay. I mean, so like, and then of course, do but they Carlisle really, probably likes him if they brought him back. So. Do they really want a point guard? They have, so, now they have so many shooting guards. They just want a, a guard at last, but not a point guard. And I mean, is that, Possible. There's enough distinction there, right? Because like he was a shooting guard, Washington plays like yeah, a shooting sorry. guard, yeah. Right? Isn't, I mean, okay. What what is Martin then? Uh, I call him like a three. Oh really? I mean, he's in like or six more five, four. Right? Really, he played four a lot at the end of last year. Yeah, he's like six five. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he played four out of like necessity, right? Not because you are who you guard, I guess. But yes, he was. Yeah, but I feel like, that, like yeah. I mean, he's like he played a four because they literally were like just trying to get a body out there right. at times in the second unit. Um. Yeah, I just feel like they have a lot of like two guards, I guess, two and threes, I guess. Mm-hmm. On the kind we'll of see what end. we'll see what this leads to. You know, I st- they pushed Keelan's date back because they wanted competition in camp, so that had to be appealing to me, at least if you're hinting that the team has indicated both via stuff that they've actually done and public comments that you know a, a competing for a roster spot is technically a possibility here, and and they want that non guaranteed deal to be their last guy on the team, so. Certainly minutes and a spot on an NBA roster up for grabs. So that has to be appealing for a guy who has familiarity with, and I've been saying Carlisle, but that really means Carlisle, Bouchek, Wynar, all those assistants from last year too. So a lot of familiarity there. So uh, good for him. And that's it. The Pacers training camp roster is complete. Yeah. And we are 21 days away when the box of the starting training camp. So just three weeks, right? 29th. Yep. Yep. So hinting in, and that will get buried because it is not even the most important Pacers story 
of the day. So we'll see what happens with Warren. If there's any updates, we'll obviously talk about it. They said that the team will provide updates as warranted, which means that it will be when we ask in media sessions every single day. Basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have you already sent out the mailbag uh, tweet? Yes, yes, we have all the questions. So okay. no more, no more needed mailbag questions. We will post those. Excuse me, I just boot my mic. We'll be posting those uh, Thursday and Friday, so a four-episode week because of the emergency TJ Warren news. But yeah, so I promise we got all your questions. We will be answering them. Yes. Yeah, so look out for those podcasts. We did a mailbag on uh, Monday, so listen to that one if you want to hear some of the questions that we got over the weekend. Uh, we've done a lot of podcasts this summer, recapping a lot of the moves Pacers have made. Pretty much every move they've made, we've recapped in some way. So you're trying to piece together the rest of the roster. Uh, go back and listen to those podcasts on our feed. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Pacers, Tony at T East MBA, and me at Free Madam Five. That is all for this Locked On Pacers podcast. We will see you guys again tomorrow with the Mailbag Show. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.